This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Behavioral Health Podcast. Here's your daily industry news brief for June 10th. First, two psychiatrists at the University of Pittsburgh are fundraising to combat Ukraine's mental health crisis. Dr. Alexandre Dombrovsky and Dr. Carmen Andrusku are raising money during Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Both psychiatrists have personal ties to the crisis. Dr. Dombrovsky is a Moscow native. Dr. Andrusku is originally from Romania and has witnessed generational trauma invoked from the past Soviet rule. They partner with the Federation Global Initiative on Psychiatry to generate monetary support. The money will provide psychiatric support services like delivering and distributing psychiatric medications as well as basic necessities to mental health institutions in Ukraine. Donations can be made on the Federation Global Initiative on Psychiatric website. Second, a Virginia jail psychiatrist resigns after drastic and unbelievable demands from higher-ups, according to local news source WTKR. Dr. Matthew Sachs is now a former psychiatrist at Northfolk Jail in Virginia. He said jail leadership encouraged practices that would endanger inmate health. During his six-month tenure, Dr. Sachs said some inmates were illicitly using drugs prescribed to them. He responded by making changes to combat such use. But he was met with opposition from some inmates and complaints were made to jail leadership. Dr. Sachs said he was pressured to see between 50 to 55 inmates in a span of nine hours. He also mentioned that psychiatric medications were being overprescribed. Dr. Sachs reported concerns to his third-party contractor, Wellpath, as well as to the jail's chief of staff. He chose to resign in April amid threats to end Wellpath's contract with the jail. The Virginian pilot published an article about the issue, and Norfolk Sheriff Joe Barron ordered an investigation into the city jail's mental health program. Barron said he was not made aware of the issues Dr. Sachs experienced until the pilot reached out. Third, in March, the American Psychiatric Association Publishing released a revised version of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. The newest edition, dubbed the DSM-5-TR, includes changes to codes for clinicians, updates to diagnostic and taxonomic criteria, and the addition of prolonged grief disorder. Unspecified mood disorder has been reinstated into the DSM-5-TR. Non-suicidal self-harm is a new diagnosis for the instance of self-harm without suicidal intentions. The DSM-5-TR also includes the use of gender-inclusive language. A more exhaustive list of updates to the newest edition can be found on Becker's Behavioral Health website. Fourth, a California union is pushing for better pay to retain state prison psychiatrists, according to a local news source, the Sacramento Bee. The union representing state psychiatrists told Governor Gavin Newsom to rectify the pay disparity between state and contract prison psychiatrists. Supporters say this will help retain staff and improve patient outcomes. Data from the Union of American Physicians and Dentists shows 48% of psychiatric jobs at the state's prisons are unfilled. This negatively affects inmates' mental health and creates a dangerous environment for institution employees. State psychiatrists can be paid less than contract psychiatrists by over $100 per hour. Union psychiatrists say consistent, long-term providers positively impact patient outcomes compared to rotating contractors. 
The union wants a 15% wage increase for state psychiatrists for the fiscal year starting July 1st. This increase would add about $24 million to the current state budget estimate of $300 billion. Fifth, here are five ways healthcare executives can support colleagues' mental health. These tips come from Dr. Eileen Barrett during a webinar hosted by the American Medical Association. She is an internal medicine hospitalist based in New Mexico. Dr. Barrett is also a fellow for the AMA Satcher Health Leadership Institute Medical Justice and Advocacy. One, acknowledge that it's a hard time. Two, thank people for the work they are doing. Make it personal to help them feel connected. Three, show how you're vulnerable too. Help them understand that other people are also experiencing difficult times. Four, share support resources that are available to physicians. Make sure this includes support groups and other avenues. Share what is available in multiple venues. These should have a low barrier of entry for people to access the help. Finally, talk about things that are hard and why they are hard, but also talk about things that are positive. Share resources, tips, and hacks for well-being as much as possible. Not being in a crisis is different than thriving. Dr. Barrett recommended one extra tip. Remove questions on licensing and credentialing applications. This can stigmatize individuals seeking mental health care or mental health diagnoses. Thanks for listening. Want more of the latest info and behavioral health delivered directly to your inbox? Subscribe to the Becker's Behavioral Health Report e-newsletter on our website at www.beckersbehavioralhealth.com.